You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. The Guide to Goals podcast gives you the tools, direction, and resources you need to pursue your passion project. I'm Deborah Eckerling, Project Catalyst, and this is the Guide to Goals podcast. Our guest today is Jen Herman, and we're going to talk about using Instagram for promoting your passion project. Jen of Jen's Trends is a social media consultant, trainer, and the forefront blogger on Instagram marketing. Welcome, Jen. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me, Deborah. Welcome, everyone. Great to be here. Do you want to start by sharing a little bit more about your background and how you got into Instagram? Yeah. So I started my blog um, a few years ago, and it started off as a passion project, much like most of you have. Um, I have a full-time job, and the blog was just something else for me to do on weekends. I'm not one of those people who can really just sit still. I wanted something to, to entertain myself, so I started a blog on social media marketing. And in the process, I was like, you know, all my friends were on Instagram and everyone was bugging me to get on Instagram. But I was like, who needs another platform? I mean, seriously, between like Pinterest and Facebook and Twitter and Google Plus and my blog, I was like, I really don't have time for this. But I would, as a blogger, I realized I need to figure out this whole Instagram thing. I need to be able to talk about this with clients and in my blog posts. So I logged on, got started. And much like you, Deborah, got obsessed. I loved it. It was like within days, I was just, oh my gosh, I couldn't get enough. And we'd be out walking the dog and I'd stop to take a picture of a flower or, you know, you'd photograph your meals. Like you kind of really obsessed when you first get started. Um, and so I was definitely not the early adopter. I was, I was late to the party, um, but I immediately fell in love with it. And the more that I started to fall in love with it and, and use it as a user, I started thinking, how can I use this as a marketer? And I couldn't find any good resources out there. So I was like, okay, I'll talk about it from my perspective. Um, and that was kind of how my blog became an Instagram niche. So that's how I've grown the platform um, every month. Or I used to do every Monday and Wednesday blog posts. So one post a week was Instagram and the other post was social media. But now I'm only posting once a week. So I alternate. So one week is Instagram and then the next week is a social media topic of another platform. So I started um writing all these blog posts on Instagram. I've written now over a hundred blog posts dedicated just to Instagram marketing. So I promise you, if you have a question about Instagram marketing, it's probably on my blog. Um, and I, I do this because I know how powerful it is as a tool for both myself and numerous other people. I've seen it help them grow their businesses and I want to, you know, help other businesses do the same. Okay. That, that makes sense. And, and I did the same thing is I resisted because there are just so many hours in the day. And then I'm like, wait a second. Okay, cool. That was, that was a couple weeks ago. And since I started doing the podcast, I've been looking for other ways to promote, which is the other way that I got uh, kind of sucked into Instagram for, there's no other real way to say it. And so why don't, before we dive into how people can get started. Can you give a little bit about the differentiation between Instagram as opposed to Pinterest? <laughs> of course. I get this question a lot. I'm sure um, you do. <laughs> so Pinterest is, 
I kind of like to me, that's more like a gathering place. Like you gather content that you want to read later, something that you want to reference later, whether it's, you know, blog post articles, recipes, you know, fashion items, you know, whatever it is. It's typically something where you gather content. Um, although people are likely going to see it and share it, it's much more of um, kind of you're pulling things towards you. Whereas Instagram, you're pushing things out. You have your own gallery, you're creating your own content, but it's you're creating it with the purpose of sharing it for others to see, not specifically something that you want to keep for yourself. So that's kind of a, an initial contrast between the two, if that makes sense. Um, but then Instagram is very much for me, a storytelling platform. You share a photo, you write a caption. It's about telling a story. It's about really developing a community and an audience around your your business or your brand or your passion project or whatever it is you're using Instagram for. Whereas, again, Pinterest tends to be a bit more of, um, it's, it's still a community building, but it tends to be more of um, like-minded kind of niche versus Instagram, I feel like is a bigger kind of community. You tend to get a bit more broad audience. That that makes complete sense. And I, I do like how you differentiated it is that Pinterest is for you or for things to do and Instagram is sharing of yourself. So yeah. I think that's really, really good. Even the visual of that with, you know, arrows, <laughs> it, it really works. So let's say someone wants to get started on Instagram. What do they need to do? Well, first, they need to get an Instagram account. Um, you have to have an email address. Um, they'll never email you, but you have to have an active email address to set up an account. So figure out what you want to set it up with. And then you're just going to go through some really simple basic steps when you get started. So you're going to set up your profile, um, you know, do a profile photo, pick a name and a username, and then you're going to write your bio. So you want your name and your username to be different. The name is what shows up on your bio when someone looks at your actual page on Instagram. Your username is how people are going to know you. So when you post something, like something, or comment, that is your username that is showing up. So that's how people know you. So try not to make it some weird, funny spelling. Um, use underscores or periods to separate if you have like multiple names or words in your username so people don't have a mispronunciation or something reads kind of funny when it's all one word. So think about that. And maybe also include something if it's related to kind of your passion project. Maybe you do photography or you do artwork or you do knitting or you do something that's kind of crafty or creative. Try including that as part of your username. So you could say Joan underscore um, watercolor or, you know, Joan underscore knitting fanatic four or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like put something in there that talks about what you do. Um, and that helps bring in a the right audience, but the username and the name are the only two searchable criteria on Instagram. So if people are looking for somebody as a photographer, um, as you know, somebody who's in my case a blogger or something like that, they're looking for that keyword. Instagram's only going to search the name and the username. So you want that keyword in there so Instagram can find you and give you up in that search results. That's great. That's such a good tip because I'm sure people aren't thinking thinking about that. And so what should be in your bio? Because th there's not, I'm, if memory serves, it's not terribly short. It's not terribly long, right? Right. Um, I believe, and I'm totally blanking, I think it's 150 characters um, for your bio. 
So you've got a decent amount to write about. It's a little bit longer than what you could put on Twitter. Um, a, do not use hashtags. Do not just copy your Twitter bio and put it on Instagram because it's they're different platforms for different purposes. Um, and hashtags in your bio do not work. They're not clickable, so they're not doing anything, not showing up in searches. They're not clickable. However, you can use it if it's a branded hashtag. So if you have a hashtag for your specific um, business or brand or your passion project, you can include that hashtag as a way of branding and encouraging people to use it. Um, and then try including, you know, emojis or symbols and fun ways to make things, make it kind of stand out, make it look fun, represent your personality. If you're somebody uber professional and emojis aren't your thing, that's okay. Use symbols. You can use like the little diamond sign or a triangle, something just to add color and spice it up so you don't just see one big long run on paragraph. And then you also want to use spacing. So you can have like bullet points so you have everything on a different line um, or just, you know, kind of write maybe a tagline and then drop down a line and put a bit of a description. Again, not just one big long run on sentence. That just looks boring. So you want to make it fun, show your personality so that when someone comes, again, this is that, you know, seven seconds to try to get somebody's attention. They're going to look at your bio. What do you do? And then they're going to look at your first six photos. So you want those six photos in that bio to give a really good, clear understanding of what it is you do. If you are um, a photographer, your photos should represent what you do as a photographer. They shouldn't be, you know, the shake you had for breakfast on a dirty counter and, you know, your dog laid up on the couch. I mean, it's great to include those personal posts, but if that has nothing to do with your brand and your business, it can look very confusing and people are less likely to follow you. And those six photos, are those the six first ones or the six yeah. most recent? It's the six most recent. So it'll your gallery will filter chronologically. So the most so the most recent post in the top left corner. And when you go to the screen, you see the first six photos. So that's why people have to scroll to get past that. Sometimes you can only even see the first kind of three photos, so you're even less restricted or more restricted to what people are judging you on. But you really want it to be those kind of top few photos and that bio that, that when they look at that screen, they're getting a full clear view of who you are and what you do. And and the other thing to note is if you've got if you've been doing Instagram, I'm not going to say wrong, but less right, it's fine. Go yeah. post another three to six photos after you. I know what the goal is going to be for the end of the uh, episode, but you can go and you could post new photos and don't worry about what you've posted in the past because exactly. it just gets pushed down. And I'm not one to, you know, some people advocate go back and delete all the bad photos or things that are unrelated. I disagree. That's part of your story. That's part of who you are. Um, I mean, unless you're taking something that was an like overly like personal page and now you're making it a professional page. But if that's the case, I would just start a new account and make it professional because the people who are on there as your personal fans aren't going to want to necessarily follow your professional reasons. So if, if you have the stuff on there, leave it on there. Like you said, just start fresh. People will scroll back that far. They're going to see that part of your life and they're going to see your account evolve. My account has evolved over the years as well. Um, you know, stylistically, um, content wise, we're always in a constant evolution with social media. So don't feel like you have to have a certain, you know, exact way that you post your content or it looks a certain way and that you have to stick to that. We all evolve with time. And the, it's good. Well, first of all, as soon as this is over, I'm going to fix my bio because it's not that much fun, but I'm very <laughs> excited uh, that, I, that I, I got that little clue in there. And then you get the one link, right? Which goes to yeah. that. Does it go to your website? Do you change it? What What is the deal with the one link? So first of all, 
the average person when they come to me with the one link is always complaining. Why is there only one link? Why can't I post anywhere else? And I am the biggest advocate for only having the one link because it keeps it so different than every other platform, whether it's Facebook or Twitter or Pinterest or anything, they become link dropping swamps. People just dump their links on everything that just come see me, come see me, come. And it's like so over the top. Whereas on Instagram, you can't do that. You have to be creative. You have to be strategic. And it kind of keeps those spamaholic, you know, link droppers out of the platform and it allows you to, you know, interact and engage in a much more authentic way. So I'm glad they only have one link. They might change it someday and I'll complain if they do. I hope they don't. Um, but so what you want to do is put that link to wherever you want people to go. If you, like for me, they go to my blog page. Um, it can be the you know homepage of your website. If you have a Facebook group and that's where you want to direct traffic because that's where you're more engaged, put the link to your Facebook group. Whatever it is, wherever you engage with people and that's where you want to drive them to, then that's where you want to send that traffic. Um, and it's really important that you then use a call to action in your posts. So when you post something on Instagram, this shouldn't be every post, but occasionally when you post something to Instagram, use that call to action in your caption that says, click on the link in my bio, whether you're asking them to, you know, register for something or download something or come check out your artwork or, you know, whatever it is you want them to do, you put that call to action in there. They click on their profile photo, they get to your bio, they click on the link, they end up on your website. Make sure that that link sends them to the right place. Though. The last thing you want to do is send them to your homepage on your website where you've now got to have them navigate through three or four pages to get to what you told them to do. They aren't going to stick around. So make sure that that link goes there. You can change it as often as you want. You can change it hourly for all we care. That's probably a little excessive. <laughs> but you can change it as often as you want, as much as is needed, so that you can get people to the right place at the right time. That makes complete and utter sense. And I, I do agree with you about the whole, if they change it, they shouldn't, because right. it does differentiate from everywhere else. So why, why do, and you cover this a little bit, but why is Instagram so important? Why should people be posting and what are the sorts of things that they should post? Well, first of all, why it's so important um, is because it's the fastest growing social media platform. Um, they've now exceeded 400 million active users. It's bigger than Twitter. So, you know, for all those people that were like, oh, it's all about Twitter. Instagram is the baby. It's not. <laughs> it's surpassed Twitter at this point. Um, but also on top of it, the demographics are so diverse. It's not just where the, quote, kids are. Um, the demographics of 35 to 65 are almost identical to what you would find on Twitter in terms of percentage of users in that age range. So if you can tell me that your audience is on Twitter, I can tell you they're on Instagram and probably more likely on Instagram than on Twitter. So they're there. They're using the platform. But again, for these passion projects, for the things that you really love and you're really passionate about, Instagram is a passionate platform. That's why I love it. It's about, like I said, that storytelling, about that emotive connection with your audience. You're connecting through a photo that tells a story that you're really trying to develop relationships and, and, and kind of create that atmosphere around your project, your business, your brand. And so when you are that passionate about something, this is something that isn't your full-time job or this is something that you just do because you really enjoy it, that comes through on Instagram unlike anything else. And that's why it's as this kind of, you know, topic for you guys, Instagram is probably going to be your best product or best platform to use for your products. 
you know, Facebook has the algorithm. It has horrible reach. Don't get, I love Facebook. I'm not hacking. I'm just saying. Be realistic. Um, and Twitter, again, it's such a fast-moving platform, and things get lost. Whereas on fate or on uh, Instagram, it tends to, although it's, I call it the the visual version of Twitter. It's the same kind of concept with a very fast-moving stream. But people stop and look at the photos. You can really kind of create that passion and awareness, unlike what you can do on other platforms. And should people follow everybody to get followers back, or should no. there be some strategy <laughs> behind that? I knew you were going to say that. I just, <laughs> but you had to ask. I had to uh, ask. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Here's the thing. Instagram is fun. It should be fun, and it's only fun if you follow people that you find to be fun. So follow celebrities, follow sports athletes, follow other artists or people that you are, you know, drawn to follow your friends, your family, follow photographers or, you know, people who travel the world or whatever inspires you follow those people. And you want it so that when you're scrolling through your feed on Instagram, it's fun. You want to like the content you see, because if you don't like it, you're not going to log in and check it. You're not going to be engaging. So the more you find people that you like and then you engage with them, you click on their posts, you know, to comment or double tap to like them um, and that kind of thing, then you're creating that audience and you're going to start engaging with them. They'll start engaging with you back. Do not do the follow for follow. It's absolutely not necessary, but connect with the right people. If people are following you just because you're not following them, doesn't mean you can't go check out their profile and like one of their photos or let them know you, you know, comment on something that you see. Um, or, you know, if someone comments on your post, by all means respond. But the spammer, okay, go away. But anybody who says something like, oh, this is great, or this is really attractive, I really like this, or can you tell me more about this? Make sure you take the time to engage. That's where you build this community. And I just, like, you know, we were kind of talking about before we started the, the actual session, we love social media because you can develop these relationships with people online so that when you finally meet these people in real life, you already know them. And I can attest to the fact that I have met people exclusively on Instagram that are now business colleagues, people that refer business to me and I refer business to them. We've never met in real life and some of them we have, but you develop those relationships on Instagram unlike any other platform. So if you do that you know, strategically where you like and engage with the right people and and even influencers in your industry, this is something Deborah, you know really well, especially in the social media world. Mm -hmm. um, influencers are much more likely to respond on Instagram because you can cut through the clutter and the noise. They're not getting, you know, 4,000 tweets at mentioning them that day. Um, Instagram, you send them that direct message or you, you comment on their post and they're much more likely to see your comment and get to know who you are and you can build your presence and brand much more significantly that way as well. That's that's I know that wonderful. was a bit of a tangent that kind of went not, off the question, but <laughs> I am all about I am nothing if not all about the tangent. So, <laughs> no, that was absolutely perfect. And the only thing I want to go back to is when I when I work with my clients, I always say you have to be loving your project because if you don't love it, no one else will. And that's really the same philosophy. It goes hand in hand on Instagram. You have to be excited about what you're sharing and that's what's going to come through and that's the way that you're going to be developing your presence and ultimately your business. Absolutely. And I always say any business, any person can use Instagram for marketing. That doesn't mean everybody should. But if you're that kind of person that is passionate and you love it and it's something that you care about, 
Instagram is that platform for you because that's really like we were saying going to show through. Um, whereas, you know, some people they're they're much more into something that's more relatable to Twitter and that's where they're going to put their passion and time. Then do that. That's what's going to help you be successful and help you, you know, exude that passion. Then use that platform. If Instagram is something you get on and you don't immediately get obsessed with it, don't stress about it. That's okay. But give it a chance to see what it can do. The engagement levels are so much better. The community engagement and the community development is so much more effective on Instagram that if you give it that time, you'll start to really value it and you'll start to get a little bit more of that passion feeling for something that you, you, know, you can really grow within your passion project. This has been so, so helpful. And we can keep talking, but I like to keep totally these <laughs> I like to keep these short because I think, you know, a 20, 25 minute commitment to a podcast is easy. Like a 20, 25 minute commitment every day or every other day to your passion project. You can fit that in. But before we wrap up, the one thing I always like to talk about is work-life balance because people who have passion projects, a lot of them, whether they work a day job or not, it's going to take up most of their lives. So what do you do? Uh, to maintain your balance that that perhaps our listeners and viewers can learn from. Sure. And to put it in context, I am just like the rest of you. I have a full-time day job. I run Jen's Trends addition to that. So nights, weekends, days off, I take vacation time to work on my side business. Um, and I'm also a new mom to a three-month-old baby. So trust me, the work-life balance has to come into play at some point. Um, and it, part of it is knowing your limits. You know, I mentioned earlier I used to blog twice a week, and now I'm down to once a week. That was part of my work-life balance. I was like, I can't commit to two blog posts a week consistently. And to me, consistency is the most important thing in the world. So I told my audience I'm going down to once a week so I can continue to be consistent. So know your limits. Know where you can go and how far you can take that. And if you have the extra time one day, go off and do something fun give yourself a break or use that time productively but you make that decision once you kind of learned your limits and the second thing is scheduling and organization like nobody's business you need to put time on the calendar you need to let people in your family know if you're working on things you need to have an understanding you know when you're working on things what you're doing um, scheduling things on your calendar so you know what's coming up in the future if you've got projects or commitments um, setting aside different space in your in your home whether it's a little bit of a nook in a corner of a room or in the garage or maybe it's even the backyard like someplace where you can go where you can do that and having that organizational space of your own the scheduling that's paramount to being able to kind of keep track of everything and not go crazy I think we have our personal goal which is to put the time on the calendar and then the the professional goal is to go and check out Instagram fix yes. your bio and add if you haven't been doing this already, add six pictures that are indicative yes. of your passion. Absolutely. Great yeah. action items. Okay. Anything else to add? No. Just thank you so much for having me on. If anyone has any questions, please feel free to send me an email. I'm always happy to respond. I love hearing what you guys have to say about whether it's the episode or if you have questions of follow-up. Um, and as I mentioned at the beginning, you know, if you have a question about Instagram, just go in the search bar on my website. I promise you I've probably answered it. And if I haven't, let me know and I'll make it a follow-up blog post. <laughs> <laughs> that's, you know, talk about your instant gratification in this in this world. That's perfect. I have a question. And you're thinking, great, blog post idea. Exactly. Awesome. <laughs> Go to guidegoals.com and check for this episode and everything that we will have a recap of what we discussed as well as links to Jen's trends and 
Yep. GenSocialNetworks.com with two N's in the gen, because I was born in the 80s with a billion other Jennifers. So, mm -hmm. And if you're looking, you can see it right there, GenStrands.com. Okay, and thank you so much for joining us. This has been so fun and informative and Instagram-tastic. I can't believe I just said that. I but love it. <laughs> this podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.